This podcast is brought to you by ESET, the global leaders in cybersecurity. ESET business solutions range from endpoint and mobile security to encryption, two-factor authentication, and advanced threat detection. And they've just introduced their new endpoint security management platform called ESET Protect. The ESET Protect business security bundles take security to a whole new level. For small businesses and MSPs, I recommend ESET Protect Advanced to cover all your security bases. ESET Protect Advanced includes endpoint protection, cloud sandboxing for advanced threat detection, and prevention, full disk encryption, file server security, and cloud-based console. Right now, you can save 20% with this limited time offer. So you're not only getting best-in-class cloud-managed protection against advanced attacks, you're enjoying a significant discount. Not yet convinced? Don't worry. You can also get a free trial and an interactive demo at business.eset.com radio. Get 20% off ESET's new business cybersecurity bundle, ESET Protect Advanced, at business.eset.com radio. Your private parts are different now, aren't they? I don't want to talk about it because it's, it's, still, it's really personal. Don't you feel funny with the wrong genitalia? When Not as a joke, you stand up in the women's bathroom. You've got breast implants. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, they're tasteful, whatever, whatever's going on there. Thank you. So if I saw you undressed, you would look like a woman to me, totally. Yes? Police in Dallas are investigating a possible link between the murder of a transgender woman last weekend. A night out turned into a nightmare for 23-year-old Amber Nicole. The attack happened outside the tavern in Lodo in the early morning hours of April 28th. 2018 is expected to be the worst year for deadly attacks against transgender Americans. In fact, Jacksonville seen four on transgender women, three of them deadly since February. And I think it's important, again, to elevate the lived experiences of trans people and not to sort of talk in theory. It's not the case. Let me it's ask you a question. Should Laverne use a men's room? So, so again, I, you have. I just want to address now. What, what the problem is? Can I just sex, say, so Travis? Should Mara, should Mara use a men's room? Travis knows that if Laverne and I came into the men's room with him, he would be entirely freaked out. Laverne and I cannot use the men's room. Should not use the men's room. And by the way, if we want to go back to how it's been for decades, we will leave this stuff alone and allow people to just be adults about it. Da, 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 da. Welcome to a new episode of The Awakened Soul. For any first-time listeners, um, I'm your host, CEO Hayes. This is a little going to be a little bit different than our regular episode, so um, if you're a new listener, make sure you check out some of the older episodes to get more of a vibe, kind of, what this podcast is week to week. Uh, typically, we have a lot of segments. We're a very segmented show. Uh, this week, it's actually going to be no segments, no In the Mind of Hay segment, um, no petty news from Scoop Grady. This uh, is just a great conversation um, talking about uh, transgender equalities, transgender rights. Um, but as me being a 
cisgendered black man, I, of course, can only add so much depth. And, you know, this is a topic that I'm also learning about myself, that I'm educating myself about. So you have uh, it's it's really going to be one of those times on this podcast where you hear me learning as much as presenting uh, new information for you guys to learn too as well we have a very special guest her name is Sahara who is a transgender black woman uh, who transitioned seven years ago so we get to talk through that process through transgendered rights um, some of the common misconceptions some of the stuff that uh, that we can just learn from this is just a really great conversation so with all that being said we're going to let AJ take this one away. And right after you hear that, it's going to be me and Sahara talking about a topic that I think we all need to learn more about. And that is truly supporting the LBGTQ community. Um, so, yeah, AJ, take this one away. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. Ladies and gentlemen, so we have a very special conversation with a very special guest. Uh, conversation I've been looking, uh, well, looking forward to doing for quite a while. So, you know, I have to find the perfect guest, someone who's open and ready to have a conversation. Because you know, I'll pull it out of people. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the to the listeners. To the listeners, what's up, y'all? Um, I'm Sahara. I am currently in the state of Ohio. <laughs> B.A. born and raised. So I'm a little country at heart. Well, that's fair mm-hmm. enough. I, you know, I want, it's funny because we wandered up like moving to Ohio, like what was like a month apart from each other? It wasn't that, it wasn't that far apart. That's weird. No, because I've been up here for, I've been up here for two years this month. So I moved up here July, 2017. See, and I moved May, 2017. So yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Cause we still, we met when I was still in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy how that works. Right right because if my memory is correct i think i was in ohio in may for my sister's birthday and somehow i don't remember how we just crossed paths somehow yeah it's funny how that stuff works i'm always around always around um but sahara so this is a a special conversation i think this is one that is going to hopefully break down a lot of walls and a lot of people's thinking and misconceptions um so first, before we get into that, I have an icebreaker for every first time guest. And since this is your first time on the podcast, it's easy. It's nothing too hard, but I didn't want you to prepare for it because I want you kind of your raw reaction. So the icebreaker is if you had to pick three songs that represented like overall where you feel like you are in life right now, the kind of re- the soundtrack of your life, three songs, what would it be? It could be old, new, whatever. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Three songs for my life right now. Um, why would you do that? <laughs> Three songs for my life at this moment. 
What's your favorite song right now? What's something that stays in your playlist? Make my scalp it. <laughs> um, favorite song right now. I I listen to the same songs over and over, literally. Um, if I had to pick three, I guess number one would probably be. We can go with Rihanna work. Okay. We can, we, we can go with Rihanna work. You do work a lot, so that makes sense. I work a lot. <laughs> I work a whole heck of a lot. Um, let's go with. Is it summertime magic, Childish Gambino? Okay, all right, I feel that one. You know that that's it's a little vibe, it's a little jam. <laughs> um, the third one though, what's the third one? Okay, so I guess if I'm in a mood, like if I'm stressing myself out too much, it's legit. Her, I'm not okay. Ooh, okay, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. I can that. that mm-hmm. There you go. I feel that one. I feel mm-hmm. that one. That's a. I think I was like. What do I vibe to in my mood? So <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. So now that we got through that icebreaker, it's time to get into it. So the first question that I have for you before we get into anything else, who mm-hmm. is Sahara? Who is Sahara? So Sahara is a trans woman of color who has it's been shoot, how long has it been? It'll be seven years in October. Wow. Seven years. Wow. That's, that's, I bet you have a lot. Yeah, that, that is seven years. That's, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Like what, um, I got some stories. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's get into it. So like first, um, when you made the decision to, to transition, like walk us through kind of your mindset, how you like, because there's a lot of like misconceptions. And I think also it's part of what I want to talk about here is how, um, the transition isn't based just off sex. A lot of people have the misconception that it's just about sexual and it's not necessarily that. So I want to kind right. of dig in your mind and, and break down what, what you, your personal story in that process. Right. Right. So for me personally, like it wasn't always a thing, you know, cause like in high school, they'd be like, for some reason in high school, I guess when you're very feminine, they are just like, Oh, such and such is going to come to our class reunion as a woman like what that's not (laughs) no of course not that's not it but class union is probably like next year or so um so basically like once like I would go out with friends and stuff and then just naturally like I just kind of like shifted like I would dress up to go out or my wardrobe was about to consist of more women's clothing than anything else you know so I haven't always been like masculine. I was never super masculine, you know. I didn't really I didn't like sports, even though that's not really a characteristic of being trans. I just, I just gravitated more towards the stereotypical girly stuff. Okay. So, like, it just kind of happened, and I messaged one of the girls from back home who was who had already transitioned, and she looked like she just gave me who she talked to, where she went, what she did, blah, blah, blah. And it just, like, started from there, October 2012. And now we're here. Like, it's just, it just happened naturally. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do it for this reason or I'm going to do it for that reason. It just was like, this is what's happening. This is what's shifting. And it's like a permanent thing. Did having uh, your friend who kind of already went through the, the process, did that, having that support there and that, person you can go to for knowledge really help your trans do you think that made it easier it did because okay. i was so lost like it's it's a lot like a lot of people think you can just wake up one morning 
and be like, oh, I'm trans. But I mean, you can, but to actually physically transition is a lot. Like you have to see a a psychologist. You have to have letters of recommendations and all that other stuff for like, just to even start hormones. So it's like, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. And see, that's that. And that's something that like, I didn't know. Like until you just said that, I didn't know that you that that was like a requirement before you transition. So what was that process like? What was it like going to see a psychologist and talking through it before you actually got to start it? So luckily, okay. So the more difficult process, they want you. Some places require you talk to a psychologist for like a year, okay. sometimes longer, and they leave it up to their discretion of when to write you your referral. I luckily found someone who was like 45 minutes away and all it took was one, one, one hour session. And he was like, here's your referral. Okay. So he didn't, um, his name was Andy Metzner. I had seen him before on National Geographic. He was um, actually on one of the episodes about being transgender there. Um, So his whole thing is he doesn't want your jumper hoops. Like if, he feels like you're ready mentally then he writes you your referral right then and there okay the um was it more straining on you and i'm struggling how i want to word this was it more straining on you mentally than physically like through the actual transition process yes yes it's a lot it's mentally just because you're dealing with once you take once you start taking your hormones it legit like rewires everything like your chemical balance your hormone balance like it's dropping testosterone up in your estrogen, and sometimes it gets off. Like like how uh, a cisgender woman gets moody or emotional, like when she's pregnant or when she's like you know menstruating because her hormones are off balance. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for us. Okay. So like mentally, we're it's a lot of mood swings. God, a lot of mood swings. <laughs> like it's what's the word hot flashes okay okay so mentally you're dealing with what you're going through the outside world like your surroundings and it's a lot mentally unless once you get past it like once you get past that hurdle and you're like okay i can deal with this it's it's a walk in the park okay what um so like you saying like going through mood swings and hot flashes kind of transitions to what i want to say what i want to talk about next like your family like, I'm sure that your mood swings and stuff affected the people around you as much as it did you. So, like, what what do you, how do you, like, see view, like, how that process was for them? Were they supportive? Was it shocking to them at first? Like, how was your interaction and in, in your family's response to you wanting to transition? It was. I think they didn't, they didn't see it coming. Okay. You know, I did it to myself for a very long time. Um, I mean, there were a few hiccups here and there. You know, like as far as just them adjusting, like getting used to, um, like I changed my name. It, you know, it was a few hiccups getting used to it, mm-hmm. using the right pronouns, you know. So it was definitely an adjustment. <laughs> like they, they handled my mood swings well, though. Like even now, they're just like, did you take your hormones today? Like, have you been <laughs> taking your, I don't like your attitude. And I'm just like, okay. So like now, but in the beginning, it was, you know, hiccups and a little bumps in the road and stuff but now everything's like it just comes automatically like that's my daughter that's my sister that's my niece that's my granddaughter you know it's normal and that, and that, i guess well that has to make you feel like good and closer to you did that do you feel like 
that brought you guys closer to go through that that process together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like if if they were not as open and supportive, it would have been a lot harder because like pre-transition family is like super close. So if it was the complete opposite after starting, I feel like it would have took a more of an emotional toll on my on myself because you know we're super close. <laughs> That's good. That is the vibe that I get, like just from like following you and everything that your fam- you and your family used to. They're super protective over you, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I I even now like I'm 27, and even if I like go out somewhere that they're like cut your location on, and I'm like okay, all right, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into some of that stuff too, and I, I can understand some of the reasons for that. But uh, to to kind of get back on like the transition process to uh, kind of add understanding for people who don't have it. Like what, what misconceptions do you think like the general public ha- has about the transition process? I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> oh much. Like I said, like a lot of people feel like you just like wake up, throw on a wig and some women's clothes and be like, Oh look, I'm transgender and mm-hmm. I want to be treated this way. And it's really more to it than that. Like, as far as where do I even start? Okay, let's say let's say cisgender women who are on the offensive about trans women, they feel like we want to replace them. Okay. Um, they feel like we are somehow taking their spot or taking their men, you know. So, and I'm just like, dude, I come from a black woman. There are black women in my family, like. Why would I, I can't, I can't replace who or what has given me life. You know, Mm -hmm. like we know, we as trans women know we cannot bear children and we need cisgender women to actually carry children. And so it's like, there's a big misconception. Like a lot of women I've heard, they say, oh, you want what I got or you want to be this or you, I'm just like, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't, you have it. Like, you can keep the cycle. You can keep the childbearing. Like, you know, it's we offer two different life experiences. Mm-hmm. So if a if you feel threatened because a man that you're interested in is also interested in trans women, that's a personal thing. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make them any less of a person. Well, how do you, how do you feel about about that? Like men who are judged for for being into trans women and and cisgender women, like because that's like the other end of the spectrum that that isn't really it it affects you i guess in a sense but it's more so judging the man who's interested in, in trans women what do you mm-hmm. what do you think about that it's bad it's all yeah. bad like people like what they like 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 i said we offer two different life experiences so if a man is interested in cis women and trans women it doesn't make him any less of a man you know mm-hmm. because he sees what he likes he hears what he likes it's everything that he likes, just different walk of life, you know? Yeah. So I, I personally don't like it. I don't. So, and it just, it bothers me. It, it does. Have you, have you ever had this, have you ever defended, like kind of have defended a, a, somebody you've seen being judged in a situation like that? Yes. Um, before I kind of like protected my peace and mm-hmm. my mental, state. like, you know, stuff gets you scroll through social media, you like see stuff all the time. And it's like, it's, it's, it's cis men and women. Like they both are like, Oh, if he likes men, he's gay. He's a bag. He's this, he's that. And it's like, 
I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm like, gay. Gay is two men. Literally, gay is a man that looks like you, liking a man of the same, you know, the same look, same stature. And I'm just like, I just can't. It it irritates me. So now I just scroll past those conversations because it's mm. pointless. It falls on deaf ears. And it's like the it's like people change the definition of homosexual every day. Oh yeah. It, to to fit to fit their bias at that time. That's, yeah. yeah, that's that's what it's becoming. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's and it comes from cis men, cis women who are also like gay and lesbian. So w- it's w- Wow. Really? There's attacks from all sides. Okay. And so like what um have have you ever been in a situation to where like before someone knew that you were transgender, that they treated you one way, and then the moment they found out, it completely flipped the script. A few times in my day. A few times in your day. You know, a few times in my day. Like, like the whole dating scene. Like, I've had guys like, "Oh, let's go out, let's do this, or we can do that." Da, da, da. Like, let's date, let's do that. And then I'm like, "All right, cool, but you know, let's just get this out the way now." You know, I'm trans, blah blah blah. It's not cool. I get it. And, you know, some people are like, okay, like, I don't care. That's not what I asked you. I said, are we going out? And then on the other hand, some people are just like, that's not my thing. We just stopped talking. And then you have people who wanted to date you and go out and do all this other stuff, turn around and they just get like hypersexual, like super sexual. They just, it's gross. Like people be gross. Yeah, and that that's one of the topics yeah. we have later later on yeah. fetishizing. So we'll we'll definitely get into that. We're not skipping that topic at all. We'll dive deep into that <laughs> one. Um <No. laughs> But uh oh, I had a question for you and it just completely slipped my mind. Um what do you how does it make you feel when someone more so judges you or looks at you as trans rather than just a person? Like you, you and I and I've said this kind of in different situations before. I think as people, sometimes we, we get so focused on the label that we put on people that mm-hmm. we forget to just that there's a human in front of us, regardless of anything else. Mm-hmm. There's a human in front of us, and we should still have that amount of decency. But that's forgotten a lot, especially with the LBGTQ community um, from cisgender people. They just throw that out the window. It's like you don't even become Mm -hmm. human at that point. You become whatever title they they want to try to attach to you. So what do you think about that? It's uh, it's definitely challenging like it because there's it's like on one hand you have this you have cis people looking at you like what you're doing, like you're weird, you're freak or like some type of you made a mistake somewhere along mm-hmm. the road and that's why you are the way you are. And then on the other hand, it's like you have to choose between the LGBT and being black. Yeah. Again, there's attacks from all, it, it's like on the totem pole, it's like, I honestly personally feel like trans people are at the bottom okay. because people don't see you as an actual person. And then more so there's more sword. Uh, indifference coming okay. from the black community too because it's like they're okay like they'll support you as long as you are heterosexual and cisgender as soon as you are lgbt it's like you don't have some of the black community's support you know yeah so it's a it's a struggle it, it's definitely a struggle being trans trying to navigate the world and you have cisgender people coming at you your own black community coming at you your own LGBT community coming at you because it's just a lot. It, yeah. It's a lot. Literally. How do how do you deal with that? Like that pressure and that weight? Do you kind of, do you kind of retreat back from like, like the, like the community itself and kind of just live your life rather than try to engage? Like what, what is it that, you, how do you cope with that? I guess is the question that I'm asking. Yeah. 
I bas I basically just I basically just stay for myself. Like I used to be very vocal and very outspoken on like all things black. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, I come from a black woman, so I would speak for women's black women's rights and you know issues black women face more than anything. And then it's like there was a there was a shift mentally because I'm like these same black women I'm not all of them, but a majority, they don't ride for trans community. Or if it was up to me, if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't have their support. So, you know, mentally, I kind of just like fell back from that. And I just stick to myself. Like, I don't, like, I honestly have the same friends from like school. And I picked up a few along the way, but I don't put myself in situations to like let people close. Mm -hmm. Just just based off of that, like, Cole, I don't know what you're really thinking. You yeah, know, yeah. you in my face one day but at the same time like real life scenario be behind my back you know like oh you know she's trans or you know she was born a man to people in general yeah so i just not i don't put myself in those situations and i just mind my business so you kind of have to isolate yourself just to protect your peace yeah basically yeah. like to put myself first i have to like not interact with people it's weird it shouldn't be that way but it's yeah that that's so and you have your core group of friends and I'm guessing, I'm guessing because you have to kind of isolate that deepens your relationship with them kind of yeah. like your your yeah. core group. But like, so what, what do you, and you moved recently, like in the last couple of years. So like when it comes time to, to interact with new people and like try to build new friendships and stuff, what, what do you do? Do you just kind of just let it come as it comes or basically, yeah. basically I, like I've been up here for two years and I only know the people I work with, my family, and the few people like I've dated, whatever, a little bit, and and that's it. Like I haven't really made close connections with anyone just off, just based off of that. Like I just don't have the time to go into it, and I'm I'm just very protective with my business too. Mm -hmm. And so I have this thing like I feel like to be really good friends, you have to like have that, have some sort of vulnerability. Okay. And I can't, I, I just can't bring myself to be vulnerable with, with people like these days. And one of the topics that we'll get, I, I guess we can go ahead and, and get into it. So the next set of topics that we have are based kind of around uh, assault on the trans community, politics, uh, socialism in, in the trans community. So you said you, you kind of have to protect yourself and your peace. You have to guard yourself. So just in, and I put 2019, that's, I made a mistake on that. So uh, in 2018, there were 26 trans women killed. So far in 2019, there have been 11. That's not a, a counting assaults or anything else. It's just strictly deaths. So mm -hmm. do you, A, of course, I'm, I'm sure hearing those numbers, like, does that make you afraid to kind of go out and just enjoy the world because of things like that? And have you ever ran into a situation, not necessarily that you were assaulted, but that you were worried about your safety, just living your normal life. Um, yeah, it does kind of put you, it does make you kind of like be more aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Um, because those numbers really, they can try to get as close to it as they want. But a lot of trans, a lot of trans women who are killed are misgendered. Okay. Oh, that's why the numbers are always off. Like they're like, we know they're higher. Yeah, of course. Since they don't list them as trans and they list them as their, you know, the gender they were given at birth, it's inaccurate. Um, though it does kind of make you pay attention to your surroundings a little bit more. 
Like if I go out with friends and stuff, I know where all the exits are at. And it's just, it just comes from habit. Like I, like I think I have a little bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I go out like, you know, like I'm cool, but I'm very like aware of people around me, like what I'm doing. I don't drink too much when I'm out. Just off of that, like it's, it's real out here. And a lot of people have the misconception like, oh, she tricked him or... You know, if you guys are honest, this wouldn't happen. And honestly, you can just, you can go walk down the street and someone be like, oh, you know, that's a man or, you know, she's trans. And if there was a guy looking and he's embarrassed, he's going to prove his masculinity by assaulting, you know, he assault and it's happened. So we necessarily don't have to do anything or, you know, in some cases they're in a relationship and they don't want it to get out. Yeah. And so the you know, to protect them and their, you know, their masculinity, they assault and then, you know, they murder in worst case scenario. Yeah. And it, and it, uh, and it, you start seeing it like on the news more and more and more. And um, also what you kind of what you said too, like, like it's, that number is just killed. And like you said, they could be misgendered, but also a lot of the trans community doesn't come forward when they're assaulted or accosted at all, because just a, a fear of it happening again or, being labeled or whatever they kind of keep it to themselves mm-hmm. and so th- do you do you feel like as a community that of course i i mean i don't even know why i wrote the question of course we're not doing enough to protect the, the trans community what do you feel right. we can do to help help the trans community feel more safe and to protect people like that that's that's again like humans we should be protecting each other but go ahead right, right. no i get it like so like in the cases of the you know murders and assaults being you know reported with wrong information i feel like the first step is like i said like from the beginning the the hurdles you have to go through because some states don't even allow you to change like your sex on your license or your birth certificate until you have the bottom surgery so Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of times it's it's the policies put in place so if we as a whole were able to, you know, get that important information changed, even if it's just a license change from, and I speak only from a male to female perspective, because, you know, that's my life. But even for female to male trans people, like, that's where it all starts. It starts with the policies. It starts with the hurdles that we have to jump through. And then it just trickles down from there. So, like, if we can, if we can get rid of all that, I feel like it would open people's mind more to being more aware of what we go through as a whole. Okay. You know, like we're just existing, like we're we're just existing along with everyone else, but we just, we don't have those same protections. So like when people think of gay rights or LGBT rights, really we're not included because we have our own whole set of other shit to deal with yeah and i feel like the t shouldn't even really be there because it's not an orientation but just no, a whole different no thing. i mean let's let's get into it no i, I mean because i mean it's all about education here so when you say that you don't feel like t should be including that because i think that's important not, not a lot of people say that or really think about that so why, why do you feel that way like because how you identify like there are trans women who like men there are trans women who like women there's mm-hmm. trans women like men, women, trans women, trans men, like they're pansexual. So like their identity is trans, but they're orientation you know, different. Be gay, straight, yeah. pansexual, whatever. And so, you know, like I said, we're not covered in those same protections that they have. So it's a it's a whole separate the whole separate ground to cover. Okay. 
And like I said, we get resistance from everyone in that spectrum. So we just have to like try to stick it out and fight together or something. I don't know. No, no, I understand that. And, and you know, that, that basically transitions right into the next question. So like with celebrities like Laverne Cox um, being really at the forefront, I would think of speaking out about trans issues and trans rights and putting faces to everything um how do, how do you do you feel like more people need to step up do you feel like it's fear kind of like what you talked about that that keep more people from speaking out like what does putting a face to it i guess and someone who's so prominent what what does that mean to you as being part of that community it's it's definitely good as far as representation goes because you you literally see yourself mm-hmm. you know so like laverne cox janet mock um like there's a lot of trans women who are out there but again it's like it's up to the media and what they're posting you know to actually put it out like they can post all they want to on their social media but like for major networks that reach a broader spectrum of people they're just like oh it's just another black trans person you know because first they're black and then they're a trans woman of color so it's like uh it's almost the same thing with colorism it's it's colorism too because if you are a blonde hair, blue eyed trans woman, you know, it, it's okay. It's acceptable. But if you're a trans woman of color, you don't get that that widespread of uh, as much media attention. So, like, it definitely, it's definitely a good thing. Like, I have Janet Mock's books over here, actually. Her mm-hmm. memoir, though. It, it's definitely a representation thing. And as far as people not stepping up, I think we're all a little guilty. Okay. I think we're all a little guilty because I do the same thing and yeah I do the same thing and it's not because I don't want to I just and I'm not living a stealth life which by the way means existing in the world and no one knows you're trans okay um I just don't talk about it until stuff like this pops up like if someone's like hey let's talk about it and I'm like okay cool but other than that I'm just navigating the world as what people think is a cis woman and I kind of have like a passing privilege I, I acknowledge that. Do you, do you, does that ever kind of make you feel guilty? Kind of. Kind of. Like some of the things like, like there's a slight passing privilege there um, where like you go out, you don't get, you know, people aren't like, oh, she's trans, you know, a whole lot versus like if you have a girlfriend who just started or who has like a different structure than you do mm-hmm. and you know, people are like whispering or looking and pointing, it kind of like, it kind of makes you anxious, makes you nervous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I I feel bad. I I do feel bad sometimes because a lot of a lot of people just want to exist and navigate how they see themselves in their head, but in reality, you know, physically, it's not portrayed that way. So I kind of, you know, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna slide out. Over here. <laughs> what What do you think of like um, Pose on on FX? It's really blowing up. It's kind of putting more of a face to the trans community for some people. Um, what do you think? Do you think there needs to be more shows that paint, paint a light on, on that community and that life? Or do you like, what, what do you make of that? Do you think it's kind of like, is it fantasizing it to a certain degree with not really like, what do, what do you think? I, I, I'm struggling how I want to phrase the question, but what do you think about, about pose and, and stuff specifically? Uh, pose is a great show. Pose is a great, and it is an, accurate representation of navigating the world as a trans woman of color like 
down to the relationships, down to the discrimination as far as finding work and having to, you know, sex work um, just to survive. Like the whole ballroom scene, it, it's it's like 110% accurate. Mm-hmm. And if anyone was like clueless about, you know, that whole, the whole world, like I would just tell them like, just watch pose like they literally cover every aspect like i can relate to every aspect in that show to at like that show makes me emotional like when i watched the first season like i was like i should not be feeling like this but it's literally like it's like you're watching your life on tv because it's it's being represented uh like the same exact way that it's happened do you think that um, like the members of the community that do turn to the sex work, is it because it's hard to find work anywhere else? Like what, what turns people and gets people in that, in that part of the lifestyle? Uh, it's one aspect is the fast money. Okay. I'll say that cause I, you know, I have people, I know people who, you know, do it. It's, I mean, it's their life. That's how they survive. That's how they eat. So it's like the fast money. Like they're like, you know, I can't work 40 hours a week and wait for, you know, my money every two weeks. Like, I need this now. Um, So it's that. It's the discrimination because, you know, being in places where you can't change your your gender and your sex on your document. So, like, if you're presenting as... If you're presenting as female, but your paperwork says otherwise, Mm -hmm. then, you know, some places can not hire you based off of that. Um, Surgery-wise, they save up money faster for surgeries, like bottom surgery breast augmentation, feminization surgery for your face. Like, it, it, there's a lot of aspects that goes into it. And it's just, it's not the same for everyone. Like, everyone has a different motive behind it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, we're going to take a brief break. And we're going to come back and we're going to get into the conversation about love. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Beck Easy. Hi, everybody. It's your girl, Joanne. Hey, guys, it's Trell, and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right. So then we're, we're back in the next uh, kind of topic, overarching topic that we're going to be talking about is love. So uh, the first question that I have for you based on this topic is, does the fetishizing of tr- of the trans community make it hard to find genuine love? Yes, 110,000%. Um, a lot of, from what I have experienced, I've used many dating apps and there's always like the same outcome, like, like I said earlier, like guys would be okay until you tell them you're trans and then it's like they automatically go into freak mode. They're like, mm-hmm. well, do this. Do you do that? I want this done. I've been thinking about this. I've been watching this. I've been looking at this and I'm like, damn, you just wanted to take me out to eat. Like what's, what changed? Like what's going mm-hmm. on? So the fetishizing really, really makes it hard because a lot of people have been exposed more to transsexual porn Mm-hmm. than actual transgender people, you know? Like, I've heard a lot of people like, oh, you're the first trans person I've ever talked to. Like, I didn't know what to expect. And that's because a lot of people have preset, they have preset conditions that, like Jerry Springer, Horn, Maury, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people that, and then they come across someone like me and they're like, like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. So, like, when I flip out, they're like, why are you so mad? Don't y'all all? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Black. 
and that and that's and that's crazy that it will go from like genuine interest into now it's just about oh we can we can knock this off the check mark we can do this yeah. we can do that like and that's basically all it is you're just like an experience like they just want you to do some shit that they got on their bucket list mm-hmm. so as, as you as you you've gotten older and and being trans like have you been able to weed that out more was it hard to kind of weed out at first or can have you already always had your head about it to where it's like you can identify that early on no in the beginning it was hard like in the beginning like you feel like being trans is going to be like super hard so you kind of just gravitate to whatever kind of attention that you're getting so like if someone's talking to you and they're like you know let's do this let's do that and let's say they're they are on the down low, they're DL, whatever. You're gonna go for it, you know, because you just wanna you just wanna feel like someone actually wants you, yeah. so you don't feel alone. Um, but now seven years later, I ain't dealing with none of that shit. Like <laughs> now, I'm like, no, I, I I'm not with that. Like I've never really dealt long term with someone who is who wanted like that level of discretion. Okay, you know, so it, it's. Over time, it's gotten easier to weed it out because mentally, I'm just like, I'm not dealing with that shit. Like, I've been exposed to, and I don't, I try not to glorify regular relationship stuff. Okay. But being trans, you're like, what are you talking? Like, I go out with this dude. Like, we go out, we do this, we do that. Like, you know, like, I'm not being hidden. Like, relationships private, but relationships are a secret. Okay. Basically. So, okay. Like, like a distinct line between privacy and secrecy. And I privacy like how how important do you feel like it is to make a relationship work to keep certain things private like you said not be a secret but to be private uh i feel like that's a big aspect of all relationships like not even as a trans woman like i feel like that's with everything like everything's not everybody's business so so like if like let's say if person i'm with knows i'm trans everyone else doesn't need to know if they don't know but like you don't need to be like oh here's my girlfriend she's trans or my trans girlfriend like don't do that we we don't have to do that that's that's a no like that's weird to me for some reason but you know like if they have questions or if they ask like is she trans you know that's different like i don't want you to lie you know you can answer how you want to answer it but to just i just feel like you know some stuff remains private until until you face it like until you face a certain situation fair enough um i like i like that's a good answer um do you think that long term you you're in a relationship you're serious you get married xyz do you find it is it easier for you to date someone who's already kind of familiar with um like trans women or or would would you be against dating someone who is completely ignorant to the world and you kind of have to educate them through it as well. Uh, honestly, to me, it doesn't matter. Okay. I've, um, okay. So interesting fact. Um, I was married before. Okay. Um, I was 23 and he, I can't remember. I think he said he'd been with like, he dated like one other trans woman, I think, but that was it. Like stuff like that doesn't really bother me. So, like, we were married. I mean, he has kids and stuff. We, you know, it was just a normal thing. But after him, you know, I've dated people where I kind of had to get someone comfortable with me, you know? It's like they were comfortable to a certain point. But that whole trans experience, they had never experienced it before. So, like, I had to just kind of, you know, teach them some things, like, 
don't say this, don't say that, don't do this, you know, don't joke about this type of thing. Okay. So me personally, I don't have a preference. So. Right, that's fair enough. All right. Um, when you when you've had to kind of educate people on what's okay to joke with, what's not okay, have they been really receptive to it? Was there a little pushback at first? Like, what 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 does that look like? <laughs> uh, it's a process. Yeah, it's a process. Like just just kind of like dealing with someone new is just like you have to learn. You have to learn them. You have to learn the way they think. They would move like. Ah! It's interesting, <laughs> to say the least, because like, you know, some people just don't know they're accustomed to what they're accustomed to for so long. And then they meet someone who's out of their element, but they vibe and they connect with. So that doesn't matter to them. And they're willing to like learn. So like, okay. no, no horror stories there. It's, okay. it's, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, fair enough. I have I have one. Uh, hopefully there's no horror stories here. But uh, one of the questions I have written on here is, uh, has there ever been a situation in which someone was really into you, but their fear of being judged for their attraction to you causes a strain in your relationship? Yes. Yes. A few times. Um, I have vibed with the person connected, like mentally, emotionally. And... Like, we were to a point where it was almost as if we were together, but we weren't, mm -hmm. just because they weren't ready to take that next step. And it was, you know, they didn't know how their family would take it. They didn't know how their friends would react. Um, and so it's like, I kind of had to remove myself from the situation, because I'm like, if you can't give me 110% when I'm giving you 110%, it's, it's just not going to work, like... Like you're just letting all that bull crap get in the way of what could be great. Yeah. What was going great. And, and that was literally the only bad thing. Like he just didn't know how the people around him would take it. Yeah. I, I, and that's the thing too. It's like, I, just, I guess until you're in that situation, you can never really understand what's that, what that's like for someone in, in those mm -hmm. shoes. But like, when you, because you were married before, so like when you met their family and everything, was there like at what point is it they're just meeting you, and then is there a separate conversation later where it's like, oh, by the way, she's a trans woman? Like what? What is that like? Um. So he told his mom, like he told, like after we had, you know, after we had been chatting for a little while, he told his mom because they're like super close. So he told his mom. His mom just like, if you're happy, she's good for you. I don't care. Um, everyone else didn't know. Okay. He did not know. So like I met his dad, his stepmom, aunts, cousins, and to this day I think they don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. So the, I, I guess that's part of that passing privilege you mentioned earlier too. Yeah, yeah. And seeing where I am now versus where I was like, let's see, I'll be twenty eight this year. So seeing where I was at like twenty three, twenty four, I'm me personally, because I look at myself all the time, I'm just like how the hell did they not care? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, when you're transitioning, it's, it's, you're always transitioning. Like, it's always, you, there's always something. So, like, looking back, I'm just like, damn, like, they still don't know? Okay. And, I, <laughs> and you, you mentioned something that I kind of want to mention. You said, like, transitioning is a, it's a lifelong process. Is that what you just said? There's always Maybe. going on? So, like, Basically. When because of that, because it's a, a lifelong thing, and it's like, so is it is it is it kind of miswording to call it then transitioning? If you're always tr in the state of transitioning, then is it just your state of being or like? It's like 
okay, so like hormone wise, okay, so on a chemical level, you are always transitioning because like, like I said, like in a cis women, levels are up and down, yeah. stuff's always changing. They go through menopause, they get more testosterone, they need more estrogen, like same process. Like if our T levels go up, then they increase our testosterone blockers up our estrogen. If estrogen is too high, they have to bring us down because too much estrogen in anybody turns into testosterone. Okay. So on a chemical level, we're always, always on hormones. Now, after you have your bottom surgery, you don't have to take your testosterone blockers because all that's, you know, all that's gone. You yeah. just have to take a low dosage of the estrogen. Um, on a physical level, it just depends. It's it's a case by case because some people will look at themselves all the time and be like, I'm not where I want to be. I'm going to go get this done. I'm mm-hmm. going to get this done, get that done. So it's like you're always in a state of transitioning on some level. Physically, it stops at a point for some people, but chemically for all of us, it's a lifelong thing. Okay, makes sense. I just wanted to kind of piggyback off that because no. you, that, that, yeah. you said that it, it caught my ear. Um are are you are you happy? Is Sahara I, happy with where she is right now? hundred and twenty percent happy. Like I've come to start, like I mean I have my good days and my I mean I have some of my bad days, but you know it just comes with the territory. Like we all get dysphoric at some time, so <sighs> we just gotta fuck that shit up and go. <laughs> <laughs> what what is and this is this has nothing to do with transition. This is just about you as a person in general. What's the best thing about Sahara? Day-to-day the, life. What what makes Sahara's life just amazing? Yes. Sahara does. <laughs> no, like, I'm just, I don't know. Like, my personality is, like, how I am now, this is how I am all the time. Like, I'm like this with people I know. I'm like this with strangers. Like, I talk to the people I do talk to. I talk to them like I know them. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I'm like this all the time. Like, I see people at work. I'm like, what's up? Like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know? <laughs> So I just, it's just me. It's just in my purse. I'm not like a mean person or, I've seen you, know, you go off on a few people though. I've seen. <laughs> I'm not a mean person. <laughs> you know, I don't walk around like I got the weight of the world on my shoulders. Yeah. I just, I literally just take it day by day. Like I'm just, I wake up, it's a new day. I'm happy. Good. Just, yeah. And that, that light shines through. It does. It definitely does. And I think that regardless of anything else that you're going through, never, never let your light dim because it's, it's, it's radiant. So don't let that dim. Um, last question, last thing. And then if you want to say anything else or talk about anything else that I haven't mentioned, we can, but last question for me, what's one thing that you think cisgender people walking away from this conversation, going into the world, taking it with a hopefully new perspective. What's the one thing that you want them to 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 kind of look at look at the trans community differently after this. Uh, if I had to pick one thing, like I would just hope everyone would be. I hope everyone walks away like just a little bit more understanding. You know, like because like I said, there's so many misconceptions, so many like negative images that in some cases that's all people know. Mm-hmm. So. I just hope that, you know, people are just more understanding, like just be more open to not saying you have to like, you know, full fledged communicate with everyone trans, you know, like be in their life and all that, but just be more, I don't want to use the word tolerant, but tolerant, you know, like just exist, like just, just coexist with everyone. And like I said, we, we're all here. We're all working towards the same crap, just two 
different lanes. And I think, yeah, and we're all imperfect people trying to figure it the fuck out. That's really all it boils down to. Is, Basically, is, like... You can you can put whatever label on a person, whatever title on a person, but at the end of the day, we're all imperfect humans trying to fit, trying to navigate this thing towards life and avoid Trump. That's really all we're all doing. That's all it is. <laughs> like we're all on the road to success. Like I'm trying to make some money, you trying to make some money. I'm trying to find a husband, y'all trying to find husbands, wives. You know, it's, we're all just living in life. <laughs> exactly. Well. That's it for me. Do you have anything else before we go? I don't think so. I think we actually covered a lot. We did. We covered, we covered a lot. Um, so I I already know, because I know my listeners, I have the best listeners in podcasting. There are going to be probably a lot of questions to come out of this to reinforce maybe something they heard, maybe something to learn, maybe just questions that popped up in their head. Would you come back for that? Of course. All right. Like I always like, if there are specific questions or questions, see that southern twang like, <laughs> it comes and goes like it's funny because it it comes when you say certain words and i'm like oh that's but go ahead i'm sorry i have to think about stuff to say i'd be like questions so like yeah if it's like certain questions and or whatever like i'm, I'm down i'm down to answer whatever talk to whoever that's what's up well, Open book. <laughs> tell the people where they can follow you if they want to reach out to you if you feel comfortable giving your social media and everything and then we'll go ahead and go all right cool so my social media is listen just say that i don't know if it's simply or simple i don't know what i was thinking but <laughs> instagram is s-i-m-p-l-e-e period sahara <laughs> <laughs> fair enough some people are like simple Sahara with an extra E. Simply Sahara. I'm just like, whatever. Whatever. All right, cool. Well, I want to thank you for coming again. Thank you for taking time out your day. Listeners, we out this bitch. Peace. You know we've got to find a way To bring some loving here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate You see, war is not the answer For only love Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see
I have PenFed, that's a fact. I have PenFed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hurry in-store or online and celebrate Lowe's Spring Fest before it's over. With values on a Cobalt 40-volt string trimmer, was $159, now $119. Or we've got a Cobalt 40-volt mower, was $299, now $249. Give your yard the works this spring. Spring Fest, a festival of fun and savings for your garden and total home. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid through 428, while supplies last. Selection varies by location, U.S. only.